Welcome to Hockey Mountain High, your go-to avalanche podcast. Eric Dean here of Mile High Sports. Back after six weeks since our last episode back in late June, or sorry, late July. And uh, I'm here to kick things off for the 23-24 season. Get you guys ready and prepare for what's going to be a season of change for the avalanche on the ice. And of course, for this podcast off the ice, because as you've probably noticed, it's usually JJ Jerez bringing us in and, and doing the intros with me. Uh, unfortunately, JJ has moved on from Mile High Sports, so what you're hearing right now is going to be kind of more of the norm in this upcoming season. So I wanted to start with that. I'll touch on JJ a little bit more at the end, but you know, I want to let you guys know that this upcoming season is gonna be it's gonna be different. I have some ideas for what I'm gonna do with the podcast, and uh, we're kind of we're kind of gonna go with the flow. But I will say that. More than ever before, the podcast has become more of my more of my baby. It's something that when I first moved here, and it's crazy to think this is already my fifth season, but when I first moved here, I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to give it a try. And, you know, for those that have been listening for that long, that 2019-20 season before COVID, uh, JJ and I were putting out episodes, you know, sometimes every 10 days, every two weeks, every four days, just whatever felt right. And we didn't really have consistency to it. I didn't really know if it was going to be something that I do long term. Um, but as the years have gone on and as the years have gone by, and especially that 21-22 season, the Stanley Cup run and everything that came with it, the travel and doing episodes in Tampa Bay at friggin' 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning locally with JJ, I started to realize that the podcast is probably my favorite part of the job. It's it's the best part. It's the part where I get to interact with, you know, what used to be a co-host and with the audience and really speak my mind in a way that I just can't put to words. I can say a lot more than I can write. And I think that it is going to stay that way. So I kind of wanted to start the show by by saying that, like I said, I'll get more into that at the end of the show. But before I do, uh, the only thing I will ask is, Stick around and 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 give this podcast a chance. You know, a lot of you have supported my work for the last four or five seasons, and I think that continuing to do so is gonna be is gonna be huge for me, and most importantly, huge for getting you guys the content that I think you guys deserve for being around this long. So, before I get into that, at the end of the show, I do want to kind of put a bow tie on the off season that was, and I want to start with some of the PTOs the Avalanche have handed out starting with Peter Holland, a forward that last played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Peter Holland is, he's a little bit older and I don't envision he'll make the team, but it is a little bit, you know, shocking to see him come back. This is a player that coming out of the uh, 21-22 season, and he, he didn't even play that year, I don't believe, not in the NHL. He hasn't played in the NHL in four or five years. But coming out of the 24-25 season, he took to Twitter and announced his retirement in March of that year and talked about how it was time for him to, you know, focus on other things in life. And here he is. He has a, he had a young family at the time. And here he is now, just a couple years later, not even two years later, attending the Avalanche's training camp on a PTO. So that's going to be a fun story. Uh, whether he makes a team or not is anybody's guess. I don't know if there's a spot for him. But I am sure as hell excited to talk to him here in a couple weeks at training camp. So can't wait to hear more about what got Peter Holland back into the NHL. Number two, 
uh, a name we all know and love around here, Yoel Kiviranta, is going to be joining the Avalanche on a PTO. And honestly, I like this move. I like it from the fact that, you know, has has he lived up to expectations? Absolutely not. You know, whatever the hell those expectations were, I'm going to be honest with you, I hadn't heard of him, this undrafted forward. I hadn't heard of him before that that game he had against the Avalanche in Game 7 where he scored the hat trick in the game winner in overtime. So what were the expectations? That's anybody's guess. But he's a forward that was playing 11, 12, 13 minutes at times with the Dallas Stars. He played 18 minutes in a game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, He's a guy that last season in 70 games had eight goals, one assist. So he's not by any means going to, you know, blow the roof off of the avalanche and, and and really knock their socks off and be a top six forward. But given his age, born in 1996, he's a younger guy. I think it's worth giving an opportunity to somebody like that to see if they can rekindle their game, to see if they can find that next step and, and really, you know, build a place for themselves in a lineup, even if it's not the same kind of role that they had envisioned for themselves. I think that's the hardest part for NHL players is guys that are great players, you know, only the best make the NHL and guys that are the best on their teams year in and year out. And then they get to the NHL and, you know, they don't necessarily get to be that same type of player. They have to find a way like Cogliano to be a fourth line forward rather than the goal scorer that you grew up being. So maybe this will be an opportunity for Yoel Kiviranta to do that. Maybe not, but I think it's, you know, a safe bet for the Avalanche to bring him into camp, give him an opportunity and see what happens. And then the third guy, which was just recently announced, Saku Manalainen, 29 years old, another Finnish forward, just like Yoel Kiviranta. So shout out to Miko Rantanen for pulling those GM strings that he did. And he joked about back when the Avalanche acquired Arturi Lekanen. I'm sure he had a big, big saying in this. Uh, just kidding. But at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if if uh, McFarlane and Sakic were reaching out to Rantanen every time they bring in one of these guys, just to kind of see what he thinks of them. So Saku Manalainen is... He's a bigger dude. He's six foot four, two hundred fourteen pounds. Um, I haven't watched a lot of his game. I know he is a tougher guy. He is somebody that did play in the playoffs last year for the Winnipeg Jets. Six, seven, eight minutes a game. You know, so is he the kind of guy that's going to come in and play a big role? Probably not. But he is a player that last year, playing for the Winnipeg Jets, four goals, six assists, ten points in sixty-four games. So he was in the lineup nearly every night for a team that was one of the best in the NHL in the regular season. Before that, he hadn't played NHL games since 2018-19 with the Carolina Hurricanes. So he fought back. He kind of, you know, found a way to get a role for him back in the NHL. After several years of going back to the KHL, he played in Finland. He made his way around before getting back to the NHL, which is always great to see. It's a player that's 29 years old that kind of fought tooth and nail to be at the point where he is now. So I'm excited to see what he can do as well. Again, you know, the Avalanche's history of PTOs, the successful ones, I should say, are guys like Gabriel Bork, guys like Jack Skilly. Most recently, and still on the team, guys like Jack Johnson. So they're not going to be the ones that, you know, blow you away that are going to score 40, 50, 60 points. But they are players that could be important. They can be important and crucial depth pieces. And as we learned last year in that playoff series against the Seattle Kraken, the Avalanche need quantity as much as they do quality. They need a quantity of guys that are NHL caliber players that can prove 
to you know play an important role for the team when they're called upon and and that's something that one of Manalainen potentially Holland potentially Kivaranta that's what these guys are fighting for they're fighting to be depth pieces on a team that last year had to pull deep into their into their depth chart to players that shouldn't have been in the NHL so I'm I'm excited to see what the Avalanche do here with these PTOs uh it'll be fascinating to see which one of them gets an opportunity and how big of an opportunity now, the next thing I wanted to go into is heading into the new season, I decided to do a fun piece, and it is supposed to be more fun. That's why some of the predictions are a little out there, um, but I've went ahead and wrote a piece on every single Avalanche player, a prediction for each guy on the team. So I started with the forwards. That was released last week, I believe on Thursday. Today's Monday. You guys are going to be hearing this podcast. By the time you do, I've probably already published the one about the defensemen. And then in a couple days, I'll have one on the goalie. So please read through those. I'm excited to see what you guys think. Let me know, are any of the predictions a little bit out there? Which ones are your favorite? Which ones are crazy? Which ones make you want to punch me for having a terrible prediction, which some of them might? Uh, Let me know what you think about that. So the forwards one is already up. The D1 is coming today, Monday. My favorite one from the D1, and I'll go ahead and uh, share it here because like I said, you guys will probably have seen it already. It'll already be online by the time you hear this podcast, but I'm predicting that Devon Taves signs an eight-year contract extension between today and January 1st of 2024. So by the end of the calendar year, the Avalanche will lock up their number two defenseman for pretty much the rest of his career, at least the prime portion portion of his career. So that's a prediction that I have. I've also predicted that it's going to be an eight-year, just for the hell of it, I decided to throw out a prediction of eight years, 59 million which comes out to $7.375 million per season. For the number two defenseman, I think that's a great get. But please do go ahead and read through all those. MileHighSports.com. You can also catch them on my Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. It is there. It's, it's there for you to consume. Let me know what you think. Last thing I wanted to get into before I put a bow tie on this episode, which is just a quick check-in. Again, my podcasts are not going to be this short throughout the season. Uh, but last thing I wanted to do is touch on Giannis Donskoy, who announced his retirement here in the offseason in August uh, because of concussion issues. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a guy that when he signed with the Avalanche, it was nothing but positivity for this team. I think that 2019 summer, every player that was a part of that, so it's Kadri, Burakovsky, Donskoy, three guys that are no longer here, and Val Nichushkin, who's locked up long term. They were part of ushering in a new era of avalanche hockey. You know, in 2014, the avalanche were in over their heads and made the playoffs. 15, 16, 17, they crashed and crashed and burned in 2017. In 2018, they made it as a number eight seed, couldn't get out of the first round. In 2019, they were once again the number eight seed. They made it to the second round, game seven. And then that offseason came around. Donskoy, Kadri, Berkey, obviously Kale McCart entering his first full NHL season and regular season. Donskoy was a part of that with those other guys, with Nachushkin as well. And I think that's one of my biggest highlights of this guy is that when the Avalanche signed him, it was all positivity. It was a summer where you knew this team was going to take the next step. And since then, the Avalanche have been one of the top NHL teams in the regular season and in the postseason. I believe the only team, and I have to double check this, but I believe the only team that has more playoff wins than the Avalanche since then 
is the Tampa Bay Lightning. At least that was the case before the 2023 playoffs. So I don't know if losing in the first round and only winning three games has affected that. Maybe Vegas has passed them. Maybe Carolina. I'll have to look back into it. Regardless, the Avalanche are one of the top teams in the regular season and playoffs. Since that offseason where Donskoy came in and ushered in a new era of depth for the Avalanche, which is kind of similar to what they did this summer, ushering in a new era of depth around their core. So... You know, I have nothing but great things to say about Donskoy. He was a nice guy. I'll always remember the hat trick he scored in the shortened 2021 season. It was the first game that had fans back in the building coming out of COVID, you know, a year and two months after that game against the Rangers when the NHL shut down the next day. Donskoy scored a hat trick. It was the game where it was healthcare workers and first responders were invited, three or 4,000 of them, and you would think it was a sold-out crowd. He had a hat trick in the first seven minutes of the first period in a game against the Arizona Coyotes. I believe Aiden Hill was in goal. Darcy Kemper was injured at the time, so he was not the backup. It was Prozvitov. Uh, and, and Donskoy scored three of the Avalanche's five goals in the first seven minutes of the game, I believe it was, to break a franchise record for the quickest hat trick to start a game. So, you know, shout out to Giannis Donskoy. I hope he gets to live, you know, a, a pretty healthy and normal life after these concussion issues because that is obviously the most important part. Despite him having such a short career, he accomplished a lot. He did get to play in the Stanley Cup final, I believe, with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, he had some fun times with the Avalanche. Um, obviously joined the Seattle Kraken as an expansion team, and that's it for his career. So... Shout out to Donskoy. I really, really did appreciate and enjoy covering him for the for the couple years that he was here in town that I was here. Now with that, I kind of want to end the show the same way I started it. Number one, to ch- touch on JJ, uh, you know, he found a better opportunity for himself. I don't want to get too much into it because that's something that's more his business than my business. He found a better opportunity for himself and uh, moved on from Mile High Sports. And with that, the podcast obviously gets affected. Uh, I have nothing but full support for JJ. Um, you know, there's not a lot of people in this city that I call friends. JJ is somebody that I call a friend. A uh, little bit about my background with him. Back in 2019, I was still living in Detroit. I was a senior at Michigan, finishing my master's degree, and still were, was holding on to this dream and goal of covering the Avalanche. So I went on Twitter and I was like, let me call this guy JJ Jerez that works for Mahe Sports and you know, let me pick his brain a little bit. I've picked a lot of reporters' brains. I've never talked to him before. So I called him. It was probably February or March of that season, the 2019 season. And he pulled some strings so fast that game four against the San Jose Sharks, two and a half months after I talked to the stranger on the phone, I was in Denver covering game four of that series against the Sharks. And four months later, I was living here full-time and covering the Avalanche full-time because JJ took a step back and allowed me to have his role as the number one Avalanche reporter for Mile High Sports, all because of this guy that I talked to on the phone in February or March of that year. Just a stand-up dude, really nice guy. Here I am in Colorado, you know, entering my fifth season, all thanks to that call with JJ. Uh, recording this podcast in a house that I bought because he was my real estate agent and did an exceptional job with that too. So um, no bad blood between him and me. He had an opportunity that was better for him. He took it. You know, I'll let him expand on that if he chooses to on on Twitter, on social media, or X, whatever you want to call it nowadays. Um, so I, uh, I do appreciate everything JJ did. I think, uh, you know, I'm going to enjoy seeing him this season despite not getting to talk to him on the 
you know, on the podcast every single day. Um, and I'll let him know how much you guys miss him if you guys do or, or, or don't, you know, <laughs> tweet me, tweet him and let us know. So I uh, just wanted to thank him for the four years that he had on this show with me. And obviously, this is a podcast that when we started, it was still called Avalanche Talk. It was a podcast that he began many, many years ago. He's had several co-hosts interchangeable co-hosts, but he was always the one constant. So to see him kind of move on from this show that I used to listen to before I ever moved here, uh, it is a little bit strange. It's a little bit awkward, but it's just crazy to think that I'm now that person taken over, uh, which I never thought would be the case. So with that, I will say uh, this upcoming season, you know, I have a lot of plans. I have a lot of ideas. And like I said, you know, this is no disrespect to JJ, but by him moving on, it's kind of given me this itch to do better and be better. And 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 I have so many great ideas that you guys really genuinely will enjoy. And I truly think so. Starting with the preseason and training camp portion of it, this next month, month and a half, not even month and a half, crap. Today, September 11, the Avalanche opening night on the road is a month from today, October 11. So over, over these next 30 days, I'm going to have a ton of preview shows. I'm going to have live updates from training camp, live updates and interviews with players from the dressing room. I'm also going to have several guests that I've already started to chat with and record these shows and queue them up where I'm going to be talking to reporters for a lot of the NHL teams that, you know, you expect to be a contender. I'm going to have somebody from Toronto on the show, New Jersey, potentially Vegas, potentially Dallas. I'm going to speak to a National Predators reporter about Ryan Johansson and what he's going to bring to this team and what he could be for the Avalanche. I'm really excited for these preview episodes. I think they're going to do great, wonderful interviews with wonderful reporters all around the NHL. I'm going to speak with somebody from the Florida Panthers as well, coming off of their Stanley Cup run, uh, the new city that Evan Rodriguez will call home. So please take a look out or keep a lookout for those. And more importantly, I'm looking to get listeners more involved this year. So if you are one of those avid listeners, I've had a lot of people DMing me and tweeting me and, and messaging me asking when the podcast is coming back. You know, it's been six weeks since that last episode. Guarantee you for damn sure there will never be another break like that on this show. Uh, we just had to get through August and we had to kind of get through the changes that the show was undergoing. Um, but I want to get listeners more involved, more Q&As, more of your thoughts to share on the show, not just your questions, but I'm going to put some feelers out there for what you think of a specific move or a game or a play or a goal or anything that happens in avalanche hockey. I want my regular listeners and even the new listeners, I want you guys to please keep an eye out on my Twitter. Look for tweets asking for your participation. I want to know what you guys think because I think that's something that JJ and I, we wanted to do more of, but we never had the confidence to get out there and really see how many people truly are listening to this show. You know, we can read numbers of downloads and they're pretty big numbers, but it still doesn't feel like, you know, it's crazy to me to think that that many people listen to the show. And I do know that, you know, it's been humbling to see how many of you have tweeted me and DM me and messaged me, emailed us at Mile High Sports asking when the podcast is coming back, commented on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page. So I know you guys love this show as much as I do, and I do want to get you guys more involved. So please keep an eye out for those tweets, asking for your participation. Tweet me whenever you have thoughts. You know, if a game ends and you don't like a call or you love a call or you don't like a play or you love a player, you don't like a certain player's role, he's being miscasted, whatever it may be, 
tweet me and let me know your thoughts because I will share it on the show and it'll it will be a conversation starter. You know, the show, like I said, it's gonna change. Maybe there will be another co-host in the future, but there is a plan right now for this upcoming season that I think you guys will genuinely enjoy. Uh, last thing I'll ask is if you haven't already, please make your way to Apple on the iTunes app, on apple.com, Apple Podcasts, if you Google it, and leave us a five-star review. And uh, leave me, if I, leave me, I should say, not us, because it's just me right now. <laughs> but leave me a five-star review. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Um, let me know your favorite parts of it. Let me know that you know, you're supporting this show because that support, those reviews, those are the things that make this show better. Those are the things that elevate the show that make it a bigger part of my job. And it genuinely is the listeners that make the show because without you guys, there is no podcast. Like as, as silly as it sounds and as often as we hear people say it would be nothing without the fans and the listeners and the viewers, it really wouldn't be because I wouldn't be on this podcast two, three, four, five, however many times per week talking into a microphone if there wasn't somebody on the other end consuming the content. So please do leave that five-star review if you haven't already. I would really appreciate it. Tweet at me, DM me when you have some thoughts. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a better effort to check my DMs. I don't usually do that. And I, I I've let DMs kind of slip by for seeing them months later because I never really go into that part of my Twitter. But I'll uh, I'll make an effort to see more of those, read more of those, and get you all more more, more involved in this show. So let's have the best season together. This is season five of me on the beat. I like I said earlier, I cannot believe that that's the case. Um but I genuinely think this is going to be the best year yet on this podcast. I'm excited to cover it all with you guys. And uh, I'll close out the show the way JJ used to. I don't know if I'm going to remember to do this every single time. But I will this time. So if you made it this far in the podcast, bless your pretty little heart. I'm going to miss you, JJ, you jackass. Let's make hockey for everyone. And we out, Jeff.